Folks, let's take some time in the Bible, in the scriptures. It's a really great time to spend uh, focusing our lives around the power of the revelation of God's word to us in Christ. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we spend time in the scriptures now, we pray that Jesus would come alive in our hearts and our heart would come alive to him. And we pray that um, there would be grace in this moment to shape us with your word so that we might live the life of the kingdom right here, right now, in our world at this time as good news people. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning is Palm Sunday in the Christian calendar where we remember and celebrate that Jesus arrived on the outskirts of Jerusalem on his way to the cross and at that point in time it's some of the gospel writers call it the triumphal entry Jesus rides on a donkey and comes into the city of Jerusalem but before we get there this morning one of the things that's happening right now all over the earth is people are calling out for help we have people who are um, battling for their health and they're crying out for help we have people who are stuck overseas they can't get home or they've on their way home they've been isolated in small rooms and hotels uh, as we're trying to contend with the realities of COVID-19 but right now there's a lot of people calling out for help and also economically um, just personally Nicole and I know small business people who have had to close their businesses and let go of their staff and individuals who are right now economically crying out we need help we're at a time where there is all across the world a great big cry that's coming out from the world saying we need some help and so this morning as we remember Jesus coming into Jerusalem in this triumphal entry or otherwise known as Palm Sunday we also want to acknowledge that there is something of God's hope in that reality of Jesus as Lord for our world right now as we're crying out for help now if you've got your Bible if you could open it up to Mark chapter 11 and we're going to read from Mark chapter 11 verses 1 to 11 and this morning, I'm reading from the Kingdom New Testament, which is a uh, paraphrased or a modern translation by N.T. Wright. And as we read this story, I want you to think about what was actually happening on the ground at the time while Jesus was entering the city. So this was a time in the city where all of God's people, the Jewish nation would return to the city with celebration and praise and they would do this annually to remember the Passover that time when God liberated them from the oppressive spiritual political and material rule of Pharaoh and set them free to be a people to live in a nation and a land that he would provide for them and that he ultimately was their king and that God demonstrated himself as a king above every other person who declared themselves to be king. And in this case, the people of Israel celebrated their God every year annually at this massive get-together called the Passover. It was a time of celebration. It was a time of song. It was a time of expectation and hope 
that as they did these celebrations, they would be like, yes, God and his kingdom is coming again for us and we will be a liberated people once again. It was a time where people gathered to pray and call on the Lord. It was a time where they cried out for freedom and justice and goodness in the earth to rule once again. And so it's in that context that Jesus arrives. And Mark chapter 11 verse 1 reads, So they approached Jerusalem. They got as far as Bethpage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives when Jesus sent two of his disciples on ahead with a specific task. Going to the village over there, he said to them, And so as you enter it, you'll find a colt tied up, one that nobody has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. And if anyone says to you, Why are you doing that? Then say, The master needs it, and he will return it at once. They went off and they found the colt tied up beside a door out in the street, and they untied it. Some of the bystanders said to them, Why are you untying the colt? They gave Jesus the answer Jesus had told them, and they let them carry on. So they brought the colt to Jesus and laid their cloaks on it, and then he mounted it. Several people spread their cloaks out in the road. Others did the same with foliage that they had cut in the fields. Those in front and those coming behind shouted, Hosanna, welcome in the name of the Lord. Welcome to the kingdom of our father David, the kingdom coming right now. Hosanna in the highest. Jesus entered Jerusalem, went into the temple and looked all around. It was already getting late and he returned to Bethany with the twelve. Right now, when we read that scripture, one of the things that really stands out for us is the fact that the people were crying out this word, Hosanna, in the presence of Jesus. That word literally means save us or help us, help us right now, help us right now today. And one of the things that I, I want to just pick up on this morning is this whole idea of in your circumstance right now that you're seeking to live, how do we welcome the help of God? Well, the first thing is this. In welcoming the help of God, the people that were there when Jesus came on the, on the cult that day, they laid their cloaks on the ground, the scripture tells us. Now, this was an act of homage. This was an act that you would do when a king would come into town or royalty would come into town. You would lay down on the ground before the king cloaks or palm leaves from the trees and you would, you would be declaring in that act of taking off your cloak, you're actually esteeming the arrival of this new king. And so in this moment, the people are realising that if Jesus is the king, the saving king of Israel and the whole world, the Messiah, then the rightful way to be able to welcome and receive that person, that king and his kingdom, is to esteem him, which means I'm taking off my valuable robes 
and laying them as the foundation for you to walk on because I esteem and value you as king over me as king. And so what they're doing in that moment is they're giving Jesus kingship. They're giving him authority. They're ascribing to him a place above themselves. They're ascribing to him trust, hope, a future. They're putting all of their eternal well-being and their immediate circumstance into who Jesus is. You know, this week, Nicole and I, just like so many of us, have been having discussions around finance and the economy and how we're going to navigate our life now that things are changing so rapidly, so quickly. And in the midst of all of this, we keep hearing Jesus say to us, I want you to give that person some money out of your personal accounts. I want you to give that person some money out of your personal accounts. And as we've sought to call out to the king and trust Jesus for our own economic well-being and future, he then fills us with his kingdom and then we become a source of provision to others and yet we're trusting him for our daily bread we're trusting him to help us navigate what it means to walk with him as lord right here and right now but this easter i want to ask you are you ready to welcome jesus as king but to do that it's going to be a place of transparency and and humility, where you have to esteem him, this place of lordship. Will you lay down your cloak for Jesus to be king in your life? The other thing that I wanted to look at this morning is the fact that when they welcomed Jesus, they welcomed him, not his stuff. They welcomed the who, not the what. I guess today, in our need for help, and in all sorts of manifest ways, whether it be health or relationships or or, um, financial help right now, one of the things that I want to encourage you today to do is to actually call out to who is coming into your life, not what is coming into your life. In welcoming Jesus, you welcome his kingdom. In welcoming Jesus, we're trusting him to be the God of love and provision for all of our circumstances in life. And so in Mark 11 verse 10, they said, we are welcoming the kingdom of our father David. In other words, they're saying our prophetic hope, the one we've called out to that would establish the kingdom in the earth like King David once did and the promises of God, that now is breaking in over us in Jesus arriving at, into Jerusalem that day. They're saying our saving God who delivered us like back in Egypt is delivering us today, right here and now in the person of Jesus. So to welcome the kingdom is to welcome who it is that's coming into your life. And with Jesus, he brings his right to rule. The third thing is this. They say that the kingdom is coming right now in verse 10. It's interesting, the emphasis of that, that declaration. If Perhaps the best way to describe it is like, a piece of music or your favorite artist that you listen to and and in their song 
their song has a, um, a, a, a beginning and an end, but there's usually a point along the way where the song builds to a crescendo moment, like the, the high point of the song that, you've, that you most enjoy. And, and that's a good way to look at what's happening here. What these people are saying with the arrival of Jesus is they're saying that long-promised song of hope that's been sung for centuries has now building to the high point and it's breaking in on us right now even in our seeing and declaring that Jesus is the Messiah King. The high point has arrived. It's breaking in on us. It's almost like they could reach out and touch the fulfillment of that promise right there in that moment. Or when you, it's the, another good way to describe it as is if you're cooking a great meal and then you all of a sudden come to the point of realization that now I can taste and enjoy the, the, the fruit of this cooking, this meal, it's now touching my lips and I'm enjoying the flavor of that meal. It's arrived. It's arriving. Welcoming God's help is realizing that he is here. He is ready. He is breaking in over us with his kingdom and his love. They laid their cloaks on the ground. They took the posture of humility. I want to encourage you, do that this Easter. Turn your cry to God. Turn it towards Jesus Christ and posture yourself and let him be king. And in doing so, realize you're welcoming him for who he is. We're not just coming to him for the benefits of what he brings. That comes with it. We're coming to him because he is a great, good, and faithful God who's fulfilling his promises. And at the same time, you can have this daily sense of imminence, that, that, that the kingdom is coming right now. There's a, in your circumstances, right now today, whatever the cry is on the, on the cusp of that, God is, is at work reaching in, breaking in with his kingdom and his provision to answer that prayer, that cry, with his very presence and the provision that comes with his presence. Lastly, in welcoming God's help, Jesus comes in peace. He doesn't come in condemnation. He comes in peace. It's interesting that Jesus rode in on a colt on a donkey because actually what he was doing right there is fulfilling a 500-year-old prophecy from the prophet um, Zechariah. And when he wrote in Zechariah 9.9, the people of God were in exile. They were in this place of um, not living in the fulfillment of promise. And yet they prophesied that God will fulfill his promise to us. And Jesus uses this um, donkey to connect back to the long story of the faithfulness of God's promise. In Zechariah 9, 9 and 10, it reads, Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you and victorious, lowly and on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. I will take away the chariots from Ephraim and the war horses from Jerusalem and the battle bow will be broken. He will proclaim peace to the nations. His rule will extend from sea to sea, from the river to the very ends of the earth. 
You see, Jesus came riding on a foal, on a donkey, declaring, I'm coming to you, I'm coming to your community, I'm coming to your world, I'm coming to the very ends of the earth in peace, and I'm going to break every spiritual warring power, both in the heavens and in the earth, to establish my good kingdom in your life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, today, as all of the the cries of the world are going up, so is our cry, so is my cry. And I'm just, as our cry is going up, we want to thank you for the historical account and the witness of you, Jesus, the Son of God, taking on flesh, coming and dwelling among us and bringing us the good news of the kingdom. And that in this scripture today, we remember how you arrived so triumphantly as the king, esteemed on the affections of those who were there on that day. You are the king, coming in peace to make all things right. And we just choose, Lord, to trust our life to you. And we thank you for the imminence, the the nearness, the in-breaking crescendo reality of your kingdom for our lives today. Holy Spirit, I pray that in the name of Jesus today, you would bless everyone who's tuned in here this morning. I pray that you would just fill their homes, fill their families, fill their circumstances with the Lordship of Jesus, King Jesus. And you would, Jesus, release your authority and your peace to every circumstance that's anxious. And I thank you that you are at work imminently breaking through with your kingdom to bring answer to our need in this hour. Holy Spirit, come and fill your people. We turn our hearts to you today, Lord. We trust in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.